What's up, my fellow fanboys and fangirls? Welcome to another Review Point podcast coming to you from fanboysanonymous.com. I am your host, Tony Mango, and my target to review for this edition is the latest entry in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Doctor Strange. If you are unfamiliar with how the Review Point podcast works, it's pretty simple. I try to do my best to break things down into a positive or a negative, hereby referred to as a hit or a miss, because that goes with the gimmick of the title, and I'm very lame and I like puns. But before we get started, I want to warn everybody ahead of time, there are going to be spoilers here, so if you have not seen the movie yet and you don't wish to know what happens, just bookmark this video, go watch the film, come back a little bit later on, or maybe you're somebody who doesn't necessarily care, and if that's the case, maybe this is going to be the thing that convinces you whether or not you should see it or you should skip it. So just putting it out there to let everybody know, so that way nobody is taken aback by some spoilers here, like uh, everybody dies in the end. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Alrighty, so let's just dive into this with one of my biggest hits out of the entire thing, and it's going to be something that's going to go over a lot of people's heads, but the people that are going to know what it is are going to appreciate it. They mentioned the Living Tribunal. Yo, that's fucking awesome. I love the Living Tribunal. It's one of my favorite cosmic characters, probably my absolute favorite. The only thing that might be higher above it as far as just like, the mysticism behind it is the one above all and not the celestial, but the actual one above all the God amongst gods for the Marvel cinematic universe or the Marvel universe in general, the Marvel multiverse, I should say instead, I don't know if we're ever going to have the one above all, but I love the theory that Stan Lee is a variation of the watcher. I don't think that they're going to do that. And I don't think that the Watcher itself can even actually necessarily show because I think that that's technically a Fantastic Four character under those rights. But the Living Tribunal should be under their rights. And we already have references to uh, – we've had the Celestials in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, which is awesome. We've got the Eternity and Infinity and Death and uh, – what the hell is the other one? Entropy, I think. No, wait, that would be uh, Death, wouldn't it? I'm blanking on the other one. But the four cosmic gods showed up in Thor the Dark World and all this other kind of stuff that would seem just to boggle the mind for even a normal comic book reader, let alone the people that watch the movies. We're actually getting a lot of that stuff, and it's kind of crazy. Now, they didn't actually show the Living Tribunal, but they didn't mention him. So that is a step in the right direction. I think that if we can ever see that character on screen with the three heads and the one question mark behind it, is it the stranger? Like what what's going on there? I think that that is so damn cool. I really am looking forward to that. Maybe we can see something in Infinity War where Thanos has already taken things to the next level. He's got the Infinity Gauntlet and he's wreaking havoc across the multiverse. Maybe the Living Tribunal shows up. I don't know who the hell you could cast to play that part, but it'd be really awesome. Maybe Morgan Freeman. I don't know. I'm glad to also see in the same token that this is a confirmation that this is the Time Infinity Stone, which means we have one Infinity Stone left. And I am dead set, 100% convinced that it is, well, I mean, we already know it's the Soul Stone, but I think that that is Mjolnir. I think that they've been hiding that under our nose the whole time. I think it's a little bit too coincidental that this whole idea of the acronym that spells Thanos, we've got the Tesseract, we have a blank H, and then we have the Aether is A, 
The N for necklace now is that's confirmed. The O is the orb, and the S is Loki's scepter. So we only need an H. And what is the best thing to go with H? Hammer. It has to be that. So it's just way too coincidental that they've got T and Anos, and you can have an H hammer, and the Soul Stone can work so well with Mjolnir because it's the whole idea of the worthiness and it would be able to penetrate your soul and all that i'm getting a little bit too crazy here when it comes to uh, talking about thor but that actually takes me into another hit for the movie which was the post-credit sequence that had thor in it and that was pretty neat so that's even more of a reason for me to believe that h hammer equals uh the soul stone and it's an infinity stone and all that other kind of stuff because if there is a tie-in with dr strange and thor Whatever tie-in it is, maybe it's just a quick scene, maybe it's a post-credit scene of Thor Ragnarok, I have no idea, but if Doctor Strange is involved, he is more than likely going to be looking into these Infinity Stones and checking out what's happening with all that other kind of stuff, and if Thor's hammer is one of them, I'm just saying, it makes perfect sense. So, I really dug that, I thought it was kind of cool they had gloves too, even though they look a little funky, but... And again, we're talking about a comic that's all about like a an acid trip and made in the uh, 70s, I think. Maybe it was the 60s. I'm not too sure. I'm not a big fan of Doctor Strange, and that's something I mentioned in the Miniman review. I don't like Doctor Strange even. It's not one of my favorite characters to even mention if I'm starting to name my top 50 favorite characters. Doctor Strange wouldn't be up there. I'd be naming villains before I'd be naming heroes like Doctor Strange. I just don't really like magic. So that's actually one of the negatives for me that I couldn't get over 100% in this movie is I don't love magic stuff. And I think that it's a little hokey when they start talking about the mystical whatever of this Tibetan monk village and whatever. It's just it's not my personal taste. I mean, if you like that kind of stuff, then you're going to love that kind of stuff in this movie. I personally don't like that stuff. That's why it's a little hard for me to get into everything like Harry Potter and uh, Lord of the Rings, even sort of the, the whole swords and sandals kind of thing that doesn't have to do with magic, but anything for the most part that's into the magician, well, I shouldn't say magician because it's not the same thing, but anything like that, Dr. Fate, for instance, with uh, the DC side of things, never really cared all that much about Dr. Fate, seems kind of cool. But at the same time, I don't want to really want to do a whole series for it. The Justice League Dark that they were going to do, they might still do. I don't care about the whole, like, uh, I guess you could call it magic, but the idea of, like, the demons and uh, right now in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. they got the Darkhold book and it's all about Ghost Rider. And I really was just hoping that we would get a season of S.H.I.E.L.D., doing S.H.I.E.L.D. stuff. We had the aliens last time around, and the Inhumans, and I kind of wanted a spy show again, but that is something for me to just get over with the movie. That could be your your shtick that you really love, and that could be a difference maker of a big, big amount of hits and misses here. But some of the other things, I think, are more so just uh, storyline, and uh, the way that they executed some things are a little bit of a hit or a miss, so maybe those are going to translate a little bit more. Uh, also, I have to mention, since I am not a big fan of Doctor Strange, there are probably so, so many Easter eggs that are lost on me because 
all the books and the artifacts and stuff, they're probably just as important as the Eye of Agamotto, which I totally thought was pronounced Agamotto. Then again, I totally thought that it was inside Odin's vault too, but I guess he bought a cheap knockoff from the same person that he bought the false infinity gauntlet from too. I don't know. Uh, I, I want to say that the visual effects are kind of both a hit or a miss for me, kind of depending on which visual effects you're talking about. Because the trippy dimensional stuff, that was fantastic. I loved that. When they went over to the dark dimension and they have these little things that kind of look like microbes and different particles, it reminded me a little bit of the quantum realm, which I know that they said before the quantum realm was going to lead into Doctor Strange a little bit. So I think that maybe there's some kind of a crossover with that. I dug that stuff. I thought that was really cool. But the other stuff... They went to the twisty buildings route way too many times, and it felt like old hat by the second time I saw it. Well, actually by the first time, because I've seen Inception, and it's basically a ripoff of Inception, and I know that they have said over and over again, it's not just Inception, but it is. I mean, we've seen this a couple years ago. Inception came out in, what, 2010? 20, oh, man, was it 2009? Goddamn. I don't remember when Inception came out, but it's been years now, and it's iconic. Inception did it first. This is kind of doing the same thing. It's just making it a little bit more of a headache, kind of. Because I did walk away with uh, 3D. It usually doesn't bug me, but my my eyes were kind of hurting after this one. So uh, take that for however you want to take it. Uh, I I do think that if they do a sequel to Doctor Strange, they need to change it up. We can't see more twisty. Maybe like one scene of Twisty and that's it. But there was like a good 75% of the special effect effects felt like they were just, wouldn't it be weird if like parts of the building, if the bricks were twisting around and it was like, Meh, you already did it kind of. And we already saw it in the trailer. So I'm not really all that impressed. I damn sure couldn't do it. Cause I don't know a damn thing about special effects, but at the same time, I, you know, you have like endless possibilities and I kind of wish that they would have done more with that. By the way, did I catch a reference to the soldier inside the hammer tech suit of armor that got twisted around talking about twisty things? Was that supposed to be the guy needing surgery? Because if so, that's fucking hilarious. But maybe it's Rhodey. I don't know. Do we really know a timeline for this? Because it seems like it takes place over the course of a couple years, but it could be like two years as opposed to eight, ten I don't know. Uh, if you know the answer to that, leave a comment below and let me know. I'm a big fan of Tilda Swinton as the Ancient One. That's a big hit for me. A lot of controversy ahead of time for that. A lot of people wanted it to be an Asian man because that's what the Ancient Man is. Uh, the Ancient Man. <laughs> the Ancient Man. The Ancient One is in the comics. But I, I kind of see what they were doing here. I like it. Uh, Morgan Freeman, Ken Watanabe, and Bill Nye were considered, and I think that they made the right choice here, even though I like all three of those, and I really do want to see all three of them somewhere in the MCU in the future. And uh, more, maybe Morgan Freeman is the living tribunal, like I said, I don't know. I think it was the right choice to go with Tilda Swinton, because she brought this sort of otherworldliness to her, and they made it a mantle that was passed down, so who's to say that the other Ancient One wasn't there before? Or maybe this is just some kind of an interpretation of the Ancient One. There's enough trippy, weird shit that happens in this movie that you can say maybe the Ancient One looks like an uh, an Asian man and just happens to look like a uh, 
balding white woman to Doctor Strange. I don't know. You can play around with that kind of stuff. So the whitewashing thing, I think, is just bullshit because they, if you were talking about whitewashing, they changed Baron Mordo. So right there, that kind of defeats the argument. If you want to say that it takes away from an Asian actor, then yeah, it does. But we also got Wong, and I liked Wong. He was awesome. I don't really think that the joke stuff was really all that great, but by the time he did actually laugh, people in the crowd, uh, they were laughing too. So I don't know. Maybe it just didn't tickle my nerve all that much, but I do like Wong. I do like the fact that they changed him from a servant to more of an ally. Because the servant thing, that probably would have been a little bit insensitive at this point. And, uh, you know, you got to update these things for the future when you get to something that was very, uh, what's the nice way to put it? I wouldn't go so far as to say racist, but like uh, untimely compared to nowadays, then you need to update it. And they've been doing one hell of a job with the MCU with that kind of stuff. They really know what they should be doing for that to be all-inclusive and to do what's right with the source material, but also to not do anything that's offensive. So that's really kind of cool. I really liked Wong. I really liked the Ancient One. I really liked the Ancient One's death. Spoiler alert. I already told you ahead of time, spoilers. I liked her line about, look at me trying to extend one moment into a thousand just to watch the snow fall. That was really nice. And I kind of wish that we could see her again in the future. I don't know if they're going to be able to find a way to bring her back. But then again, you can do anything with this kind of shit. They turned back time. Not just in a share kind of reference, but... Uh, ricochets, which uh, I didn't specify ahead of time. Ricochets are kind of in the middle. I don't really want to classify them a hit because they didn't really nail it. But at the same time, they didn't really miss. So, ricochet. That works. I thought that they were going to say that this... Uh, that they were trying to say that this wasn't going to be an origin story before. I'm not really complaining about that because I think that it was necessary and it was kind of mandatory actually because a lot of setup needed to happen, but it also felt kind of rushed. Like they didn't really want to do an origin story. So I don't know if maybe like a rewrite for this could have helped a little bit more or something. I don't know. Maybe just sprinkle in a little bit more things to set up this and they wouldn't have had so much weight to pull, but that's uh, a little bit weird. Benjamin Bratt's character, Jonathan Pangborn, meh. I don't really know why they added that character all that much. I know Doctor Strange needed to find out somewhere along the line how to go to Kathmandu and find God knows what the hell they named that thing again. It started with a K or a C or something. I don't remember. But I'm not going to look up in my notes of that. Screw that. I know that that's the purpose that he has in the film other than dying at the end. But I just really wasn't all that into it. I was hoping that he would end up turning out to be some kind of a villain or that he would end up being some kind of like, at least character from the comics that I wasn't aware of. But as far as I know, he's not somebody from the comics. So I don't know, maybe something's lost in translation there. Uh, Christine Palmer. I don't want to say that she was useless because she wasn't, but she was kind of useless in the long run. I wouldn't be shocked if she got killed off to make room for Clea. And I understand where they were going with why they chose Christine Palmer, because she works in the same field that's a little bit easier and they don't have to do as much setup. Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I mentioned this in a couple uh, ways here and there through different discussions with people that I had, where I said before, I want Rachel McAdams to be in the MCU, but I don't want her to be wasted. And I feel like she was wasted. So 
I actually, I don't even know if I would classify that a ricochet. It's almost more of a, a miss. I like her. I didn't dislike her character, but I didn't feel like she was really that useful. She was mostly there just to kind of be the female lead, other than Tilda Swinton. And she's, you know, gorgeous. She's a good actress. I don't necessarily want to see her character die, but at the same time, I kind of do because I want Clea to be involved because Clea, as far as I'm aware, is the true romance for Doctor Strange and they need to figure out some way to do that. But then we'd be missing out on Rachel McAdams. So I kind of almost wish that she would have been cast into a different role down the line. I don't know what that would be because we already kind of have a lot of love interest out of the way. But I I do feel like she was kind of wasted here. And the same thing for sure needs to go to Mads Mikkelsen. Uh, Mads Mikkelsen. Mikkelsen, right? Uh, Cassilius seemed like a total waste. But it's about as good as we would have gotten from him with uh, Malekith that he was going to play in Thor The Dark World. That was originally planned. And that role sucked too. One of Marvel's criticisms is that the villains aren't really that great outside of a handful of them. Mostly Loki. And I can understand that because they're all, for the most part, very generic and they sort of focus all on the heroes and don't give the villains all that much time, which is sort of the reverse of what used to happen with the Batman films. The Batman movies like Tim Burton's uh, series, those uh, four, I should just say Tim Burton's, Tim Burton for the first two and half Tim Burton, half Joel Schumacher for Batman Forever, and then Schumacher fucked it all up with Batman and Robin. Those Spent too much time focusing on the villains, not enough time on Batman. The MCU is sort of the opposite. The villains don't get that much room to breathe. And uh, Mads Mikkelsen's better than this. Same thing with um, Rachel McAdams. I think, I mean, I can't help but feel like between this and Rogue One coming out later this year, we're going to look back and we're going to wish that we had gotten Mikkelsen as a true Sith Lord in a future Star Wars movie or like a Dark Jedi or something. And then something better in the MCU, like Doctor Doom. This guy would kill it being Doctor Doom. But this was just one of those villains where he's got the same powers as Doctor Strange, for the most part. It's like that mirror idea. And yet, he's a bad guy because of reasons. He thinks that the the Ancient One is hoarding all the power, but then he wants to kill everybody, so there is no power and then where do they go from here, too? Because I know Mordo is bad, because he's always been bad in the comics and such, but we've already had the story of the the dark magician follower of Dormammu, and that's normally his role. So if they do that again, that's going to seem kind of blah. And they teased that his whole thing is going to be that he just wants to kill off the different sorcerers, but, I mean, that's kind of blah, too. So I don't know where they're going to go from here. And I think if they just did Mordo's story as Cassilius and then Mordo doesn't have anything to do, then that's kind of screwing over Mordo because I think that she would tell Ejiofor is better suited to do the Mordo character and to do this story than Cassilius with Mads Mikkelsen and Mikkelsen could have done something else. So I don't know. We're going to have to see in the future with that. Another miss for me is Stan Lee's cameo. They filmed four of these in advance with James Gunn, and I'm not too sure if this is one of them, but it definitely felt like it, because this was something that could be inserted practically into anywhere, and it would still be in the same kind of context, but it's a little bit too vague and not funny enough for my taste, so I hope that the other three or four or whatever aren't the same. At the very least, he should do something that's 
referencing what's happening. Like they know ahead of time where he's going to be put in like the CGI environment or whatever. And this is probably my least favorite Stanley cameo. Some of them are better than others, and we've had plenty of over the years, so they're going to have some some misses and some hits and stuff. But in general, actually, the humor in the movie was kind of meh. I wouldn't so go so far as to say it was bad, but only really a handful of jokes landed with me. So I don't know if that's an issue more of that they didn't have jokes and they just at the last minute threw these in, or if they just didn't write some good ones, but... I honestly can't remember a single one of them that really made me crack up, and it's only been about an hour or two since I've seen the movie, so you would have thought by now at least something would have stood out to me. Guardians of the Galaxy is one of the funniest ones. Iron Man, for the most part, ends up being the funniest, because Robert Downey Jr. is just amazing. This one, uh, I don't know, maybe... Maybe him being a dick at first was like the funniest thing. And that's just because I tend to think that assholes are funny. So maybe that's it. But a lot of the jokes that were pure jokes, like the internet password, the Wi-Fi password one, I didn't really laugh. So the only other thing I have to say as far as misses go, the music was the epitome of forgettable. I don't remember a single note from that at all. Some of these movies have had some great themes. Like we've had the both Iron Man themes that we've got, you know, the bum, 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 that from the first movie. That was great. You get to listen to me uh, hum in this one. This is really good. Uh, <laughs> the second one, too, where we've got that kind of like that 60s sort of vibe that those are catchy. Thor has had some good music. Now we've got the main theme from Thor the Dark World kind of kicking in there. I don't remember at all what happened in Doctor Strange with the music, so none of that stood out to me. That's a miss. Music can be a lot of fun in these movies. They can either go overboard like Suicide Squad, which is totally not the MCU's fault, or they can do a fantastic job like Guardians of the Galaxy and just nail it. This was like a temp score to me. So overall... I gotta say my biggest hit of the movie is probably just how they set up the future of the Marvel Cinematic Universe because they took this crazy thing which just could be all over the place, totally confusing, and they've set it up pretty nicely. I get the idea now that we've got the multiverse. We can go a lot of different directions, but they're also going to ground it, so that's cool. I do like the casting of Benedict Cumberbatch as... Doctor Strange, I think that that's going to work out in the long run. Although, I think that maybe he can uh, stand to not be as stiff in the future. I don't know if that was his choice or if that's just him or what. But I think that the future of that could be good. Although, I'm not really all that interested in a sequel for this. I think that it's more so would be fun if we see Doctor Strange pop up in other things. My biggest miss, probably going to have to just be... The way that they utilized the story, I think that this was something that could have benefited from maybe another half hour to stretch out a little bit, and then it might have ended up feeling a little bit bloated, so they were kind of damned if they do, damned if they don't, I don't really know. So, overall, if I have to give it a hit or a miss, I have to give it a rather weak hit. I still think it's something worth checking out in theaters. If you're a fan of magic stuff, you're probably going to like it even more than I am. If you're a fan of Doctor Strange, you're probably going to love it more than I am. If you're even worse than I am when it comes to magic stuff, it's probably going to be even harder for you to get through it. 
I do think it's probably one of the weakest Marvel Cinematic Universe films. It's not as flawed as something like an Iron Man 2, but I do think that it doesn't have a whole lot of rewatch value. Maybe I'm going to be wrong about that in the future. I don't know. I thought that Guardians of the Galaxy was going to be the tipping point, and I thought that Ant-Man was going to be the tipping point, and I was proven wrong in both of those, although I still think that Ant-Man's not really one of the best. Doctor Strange... I don't think I'm going to really keep checking this one out. So uh, I don't know if I would go so far as to say it's my least favorite of the movies. It's definitely towards the bottom, though. Thor the Dark World was shit. So (laughs) maybe that's going to still be the worst. I don't know. I'd probably have to watch it at least one more time to give it a full ranking somewhere along the list. But it's definitely towards the bottom. And that's something that I expected going in. I didn't think that this was going to be another something like the Winter Soldier or the first Iron Man or the Avengers or anything that I really, really love. So if you keep your expectations high enough or low enough, depending on where you range, then maybe you've got a different perspective. I don't know, but I do think that you should check it out. If not just because it's going to set up the Marvel uh, Cinematic Universe going forward. So it's good to know the backbone for whatever you do. And the fact that they mentioned the Living Tribunal, that's just awesome. So I want to thank you all for checking out this review. I want to know what you guys have to say about the movie, so make sure you drop your comments below in the comment section, uh, inception, in the comments section of YouTube. And uh, make sure you also hit that subscribe button on YouTube. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. And stay tuned to the YouTube channel and the website for more. Whenever it ends up being, I don't know what's coming up next, but you'll see it whenever it's popping up. So this has been the Review Point episode, whatever episode we're in now, because I stopped numbering them as much as I used to. I am Tony Mago, and I am a fanboy. See you next time, everybody. Geeks out.